And we are live. Welcome everybody to a special edition of Cowboy Metals live stream. Thank you everybody for joining. We have our cyber attack going on in gold silver, and this is going to be a pretty big one. There we go. I've got my sound check. We've got sound. Thank you everybody for joining and on short notice. We've got a cyber attack on one of the partners that provides the data, the trading data for the COMEX market, which is where lots of things are traded, gold, silver, and a lot else. And I first mentioned this last night on Liberty and Finance, talking about why for two weeks do we not have the CFTC caught data? So I started digging in and, and figuring out why. And lo and behold, there's been a big ransomware attack on one of the providers that provides this data to the market. I'm going to go through a presentation on that. Before we get started, just so you guys know, I do have a master's in cybersecurity. I spent about eight years in cyber, about 25 years overall in tech dealing with security issues. So I am qualified to speak on this subject from that angle, as well as I happen to have been studying COMEX in the markets for a long time. So uh, you may get a, uh, a little bit more in-depth coverage of this on my channel and you'll get elsewhere because I'm not sure how many people are qualified to talk about both at the same time. There's a panel up and this is more having to do with you specifically than the markets, but I, it, it's a good time to ask when we talk about risk and preparation. The question is, have you prepared for the eventuality of a cyber attack that stops markets and stops the supply chain? Uh, the, the possible answers are yes, no, or no, but I will now. Uh, I'm telling you, there's only two valid answers there. And if you fall into the third bucket, you may want to think about preparing for this. But we're going to talk about what's going on the, in, in the markets, the CFTs, CFTC's response. I'll give you the details on what I think is causing uh, the ransomware attack and how they how they did it. And we're going to, at the end, go into some high-end, high-octane speculation, if you will, on what this could really mean. And if it means what I think it does, oh, it is on. And I mean, it is big time fucking on. And we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, real quick sound check again. We have got sound, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to go straight to the presentation I'm going to have fun today because this is two of my bailiwicks, finance and COMEX and cyber. And you can't imagine just how excited I was. I was like, what am I going to do for content today? And I saw the story. I was like, oh, we have got to get on this one. All right. And away we go. And thanks, everybody, for joining. We're simulcasting this also on LinkedIn and Twitter for those of you that follow on those platforms. Typically, we put these on YouTube, but we're sharing across platform for you guys and i will apologize if you have kids in the room i may get a little bit animated on this one so you may want to turn down the volume or put on headphones i try to keep this family oriented most of the time but this one's got my blood really going so just warning you I'm, i may throw down a couple f-bombs so this is a presentation i'm going to give to you today uh, ion firm hacked cftc trading data stolen let me make sure we're getting that on the screen there we go we've got the presentation and away we go ladies and gentlemen this was the statement issued by the CFTC on their website on February 2nd, 2023. Don't worry about the sources. At the end, I've got a slide with about 20 sources on it that I'll leave up on the screen for a moment. All you got to do is screen print that, and then you can go search for those stories. You don't have to type in the URL. I just do it by keyword, but you'll have those references. This is what the CFTC said back on February 2nd. Staff of the CFTC, Divisions of Clearing and Risk, Market Participants, Data, and Market Oversight today released the following statement on the cyber-related incident at Ion Clear Derivatives, which is a subsidiary of Ion Markets. I'm just going to call it Ion for purposes of this presentation. It's a third-party service provider of clear derivatives, order management, order execution, trading, and trade processing. This week, CFTC staff, alongside fellow regulators, market participants, and impacted parties have worked to understand the issues surrounding the cyber incident 
and to help ensure the CFTC regular derivatives market were not compromised. That's key sentence I'll get back to in a moment, that the regulated derivative markets were not compromised because that could be, when we get into high-octane high speculation, that could be one of the motivations. It says the ongoing issue is impacting some clearing members' ability to provide the CFTC with timely and accurate data. As the incident unfolded, it became clear that the submission of data is required by registrants and will be delayed until the trading issues are resolved. Blah, 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 blah. As a result, the weekly commitments of traders report that is produced will be delayed until the trades can be reported. Now, I'm going to share that with you real quick. Let me see if I can get that up on screen. I hadn't planned on doing it. But the CFTC COT report. Uh, is something that I do for the weekly market wrap every week. And I've noticed for the last 10 days, this thing hasn't been updated. So I'm going to go to that and we're going to share it on screen. I'm going to show you exactly what that looks like just really quickly. And that the data is really old. Now this data does get produced in arrears, meaning uh, a week old typically, but this one's of January 24th. That's the latest COT report. I'm right here on their website, cftc.gov. I simply do a Google search. I go down here to metals disaggregated so you get the long long format and that's live on their website two weeks old 15 days 16 days old now at this point typically it's seven to ten days old which i have an issue with which i'll talk about on this presentation uh but this one's a couple of weeks old and uh you know it's that's what's going on so we don't know right now why gold and silver are going up because without the commitment I, I, i'm gonna explain the significance of this uh in fact i'll come off screen to do it the, the COT report, the Commitment of Traders report, tells you who's doing what in the market at an aggregated level, not each transaction when you're trading gold and silver derivatives, but how the clearing firms are doing it uh, overall, their aggregated trade data. That's provided by third parties to the CFTC. Uh, I'll go into issues of that in a moment, but that's basically what we're looking at. So if we don't have that trade data, we don't know who's doing what, the markets stop. Or they, they operate on a much reduced basis because if you don't know where the trades are going, you're not going to go trade that market. You're almost guaranteed to lose money. Why in the hell would you? So without the trade data, this could stop markets. And we'll get into a quote from that from somebody as a market expert here in a moment. First, I want to go over what we know. ION provides trading data to the CFTC through its subsidiary called ION Clear Derivatives. This firm is based out of Dublin. That's right, not the United States. This firm was hacked a little over a week ago, we think. That was the date that was being reported. Uh, February 2nd was actually the actual date this came out. We don't know the date it started. I did not see that information in the reporting. Uh, the Russia-linked LockBit group has taken responsibility on their website. I'll show you that in a moment. Uh, the LockBit software has been weaponized into a script and distributed online. So you don't even have to be part of the hacker group LockBit to use this. And that's something that's common in cyber is once you get something that works, it gets weaponized, put out on the dark web, and you can buy it sometimes for as cheap as a couple of grand. And you can have script kitties run this and compromise systems. So not only is this something that hackers are using, they've weaponized it into a payload that now gets distributed online. Now, I'm reading a lot of security mags that I'm familiar with because I worked in cyber for a long time. Again, this is all in those security mags at the end of the presentation, the resources if you want to look at them. Now, despite promises of a two to three day turnaround, we currently have no signs of a resolution, which is problematic because LockBit is saying we'll release the data in two to three days if you pay the ransom. They paid the ransom. The data ain't up. So does that mean LockBit hasn't given it or does it mean that that's been compromised in some other way? And I'll get into that in a moment. 
uh, I believe that, well, I know the software attacked VMware servers at the same time that this information is being reported, there was increased chatter and activity on vulnerability websites claiming a specific VMware vulnerability is being used in ransomware. I don't know that that is a specific vulnerability used against ION and uh, the data that the CFTC would use, but it sure as heck seems like it could be. And so I'll give you details on that as well, even though we don't have confirmation. ION did pay money to unlock the data that was in the news. No word on whether the data was compromised and whether we'll get the real truth about what happened. So when you're doing ransomware, let me explain ransomware for a moment. Let me come off screen. I'll explain it and go back. So ransomware is basically somebody encrypts the contents of your cloud server or your hard drive or your database or whatever the case may be, your email server, whatever they want to encrypt. They have the password. You don't. That means you can't do something. Either you can't access that data or all of the processes and systems that use that data to do other things don't work like trading platforms, reporting mechanisms, that kind of stuff. And so to get that data back, you have to unencrypt it. You need the key. So that's why it's called ransomware. You pay a ransom, they give you the key, you unlock the data. And hopefully in the meantime, you've removed that vulnerability so they can't relock it again. Because I've seen it happen where somebody ransomwares something the, the the people that run the IT systems don't fix it right away and it gets ransomed right back again. And then because in the meantime, they're not worried about the hack. They're worried about is the data compromised? Because let's say Lockbit ran, you know, locked up the data and what if they fiddled with the data in the process? You don't have proper chain of custody of that data at that point once they lock it up. So we don't even know if the trading data after it gets unlocked and presented back to ION and the CFTC if it's even legitimate. And that itself has been referenced in these CFTC documents as a potential risk. Now we've got the FBI investigating the incident because the FBI has been investigating a lot, but because you'll see in a moment, this is very common ransomware that everybody should have been aware of. And the market has no clue what's going on at the moment with this data. That's why when I say, I don't know what's going on with gold and silver prices, like I did last night on Liberty and Finance, is because no one knows what is going on with gold and silver prices. Nobody can tell you if gold and silver is properly priced. Nobody can tell you if that trade data is correct. Nobody can tell you if the derivative positions are telling the truth. Nobody can tell you the CFTC can't tell you. We don't know. And that means pricing and gold and silver and the rest of the commodities complex, hog futures, oil, all those things. We don't know how much of that's been compromised and how much of that's legit. And we don't know the long-term consequences to all of the commodities markets that the entire world uses to price commodities as inputs for every business in the world. We don't know if that's legitimate right now. This is how important that is. And don't think that I'm being hyperbolic here. I've got a quote from somebody in the market that says the same thing here in a moment. I ain't making this up. This is bad, ladies and gentlemen. This is not good. This is bad juju, bad, bad, very, very bad. Sound is still working and away we go. Here's LockBits confirmation on the website confirming that they have lockdown ION group. This was printed in a Malwarebytes article. When you see this symbol, Malwarebytes is both an antivirus firm and a security research firm. And so a lot of the information is coming from there. They're a very reputable firm. They're one of the ones that we used to look at when I was in cybersecurity, looking up vulnerabilities and hacks and things. So I feel pretty comfortable about this confirmation that it was uh, LockBit and uh, is this attack common? Here's the quote I want you guys to listen to. In an interview with the Register, Tom Kellerman, senior VP of cyber strategy at Contrast, said that supply chain attacks like this are becoming common in the financial sector. 
Shared service providers are being increasingly targeted. Shared service provider can be anyone that provides a service to multiple companies in the space, like an HR service, a trading service, a cloud service. Amazon is a shared service provider. They're cloud, so is Microsoft. And Ion, in this case, handled a lot of derivatives trading data, not only for Comex, but for other people in the world. And so therefore, they made an easy target because not only could you possibly get Comex data, you could get other firms' data so instead of going directly to the COMEX or the CFTC and attacking them, they go to the third party providers. And that means oversight of the third party providers by our government institutions is important. And they fell down. And I'm going to show you how they effed it up as we get further into this. Further by Tom Kellerman. Uh, cyber attacks in the financial sector are no longer merely about conducting a heist. But listen to this. To hijack the digital transformation of the victim so as to launch attacks against their customer base. Who's the customer base of ION? The CFTC and all of the traders, including the banks and financial houses. Does this mean that LockBit could go after them? And remember, this is a Russia-linked hacker group. Is this a sovereign attack to go further than not only ransomware the data, to examine the data, to figure out who's trading what, and then to use that either in further trading for Russia and its partners, or whoever paid LockBit to do it. If they did, this is speculation. We'll get into that more in a moment. So many potential consequences of this we're gonna get into. This is ridiculous. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. LockBit is the busiest ransomware. 51 incidents according to Malwarebytes. The next biggest one is ALPHV, Vice Society, Royal LockBit is the one that you wanna guard against and what uh, ION did not do and the CFTC did not properly make sure that ION was supposed to do. Ransomware is, and this is just general statistics from chain analysis on ransomware in general, including all of the ones we see here. Um, it's very popular in 2021 and 2020. 2022, it fell down a bit, but it's still one of the most used types of cyber attacks. And this has been confirmed in all the cyber news uh, that I follow. Ransomware is a biggie. The CFTC commissioner did respond. They said two steps would be taken. Rules would seek more vendor oversight by derivatives dealers. And the attack has forced a manual clearing and margin calculation. So they're doing everything by paper now. So everything is going to be slow. That's why the data coming out on the trading market shouldn't be seen as actually being completely accurate because they're having to process old trades and it's slowing things down. So when you have to do things manually, it used to be run by computer system. You can imagine in terms of accuracy, um, speed, a lot of those things are going to be compromised. Uh, a quote here, the ongoing issue is impacting some clearing members' ability to provide the CFTC with timely and accurate data, the CFTC said in a statement. The CF this is my uh, statement here, uh, based upon this press release. So in November 2022, the CFT released this press release and listen to what it says. The CFTC was aware of threat of ransomware as early as November 2022 and issued a press release, but they did not require third-party firms to adhere to best practices on existing weaknesses. And I'm going to show you why I know that's the case in a moment, because the proof is in the pudding. Here is the release where they talked about that. And they talk about cybersecurity threats. Um, and well, who's going to get hacked? Uh, according to the FBI, or the FBI, Robert Mueller warned in uh, 2012, he was then um, director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, said that either you have been hacked or you will be. And the CFTC put this in their report, indicating they know that eventually they're going to get attacked if they haven't been. This is showing awareness on part of the CFTC dating back all the way to November. 
awareness is important. Further, in that same press response, uh, if there was a disruption to the trading platform, it could be short-term chaos throughout throughout the financial markets on a cyber attack from a November CFTC press release, and they knew it, and they didn't they didn't require Ion to go fix their stuff. And if this is true, what I'm about to show you about this vulnerability, it's been out for two years. Now, I don't know this is true. That's speculative part. But at the same time that news of this attack is coming out, the security rags are talking about a two-year-old vulnerability in VMware, which is how the Ion system was compromised, that's being used in ransomware attacks. I mean, put two and two together. Do I have direct confirmation from the CFTC or ION or their security investigators that it was this VMware exploit that's two years old, that the CFTC was aware that they were going to be attacked as far back as November? No, but gee, add two and two together. The security rags are talking about ransomware at financial firms at the exact same time that Lockbit uh, performs their ransomware attack on ION at the same time that Lockbit is the most used uh, ransomware that's also been weaponized into a set of scripts that anybody could run. They add up all the dots here. And this is why I got so pissed off at the CFTC because I was in cybersecurity. And when you have this information ahead of time about something that could happen and through whatever reason, through whoever dropped the ball, maybe CFTC went to ION, maybe ION didn't do what the CFTC wanted, but at the end of the day, they failed to prepare and that's an issue. And my slide here is not showing about failed to prepare uh, on screen, um, but I'm going to basically tell you what's on. I'm going to go back to my version of this and figure out what's on this, if it's important. Uh, we're just going to move on. It's not important. We'll move to the next slide. Here's a possible vulnerability. The vulnerability had been reported uh, very active as recently as February 6th of 2023 on multiple security industry blogs. CVE.miter.org is a place where you can look at vulnerabilities. It's a nonprofit listing of cybersecurity vulnerabilities. A lot of people use it. CVE gives their own catalog numbers and risk ratings on this to help guide cybersecurity professionals. They're considered very common in the industry as listing vulnerabilities. This particular VMware vulnerability that was seen in the security blogs that could potentially allow for ransomware was because this allowed for remote code execution. It's two years old. This could be the one. We don't know, but but linking things together loosely, this could be the one that was exploited. If you want to know what it is, go here or just look up in your browser bar. This number, CVE-2021-21974, this is who's publishing it, CVE. This is the year, obviously. And then this is the number of vulnerability found in the year. Yes, there are literally millions upon millions of common vulnerabilities. And most of it is just patching software, which that vulnerability was. VMware two years ago had issued a patch. And all that anybody would have to do is patch their servers. Now, again, I don't know that that's the vulnerability, but it sure as hell looks like it is if you're looking at all the information together and drawing conclusions. What are the consequences? Well, the first news came to light with a Twitter post from this general, this person, Priapus IQ, uh, claiming trade processing carnage following a cyber attack. Basically, trading decks will be flying blind as no trades for today are going in on the overnight process. This is a trader posting on Twitter. Until further notice, all mails sent by ION or affiliates are quarantined and investigated by security staff. This was in uh, one of the press releases from The Trade, which is one of these industry rags that covers cybersecurity. 
So you can start to put together that it's already caused chaos in the market. So we don't even know if any of the derivatives prices for any of the commodities being traded in the West right now have any truth or validity in their pricing. We don't know how far they're off, if they're off, if the manual processes are working. You know, we used to have manually traded markets where people went down to a trading floor and held up paper and yelled at each other. Can they do that now with everybody seeing it? Their desktop spread across the I don't know, but you have to, you, a, a trader is saying this, this could cause problems. You had somebody who's involved in the industry who's a cybersecurity person that said, Tom Kellerman, that said this could be very disruptive to trade. So a lot of what we're seeing on the gold silver market right now could be a result. Now, this is speculation. We're just speculating here. That's why I've got disclaimers all over. If the goal, as stated earlier, was to hijack the digital transformation, that that's what ransomware is increasingly being used for, then it appears Lockbit is not stopping an eye on, but it could go on to, to target trading firms and the CFTC themselves. Um, are the, the perpetrators, obviously Lockbit implemented the ransomware. Who paid them? Did they do it themselves? Did someone pay them to do it to, so they could get the data and the ransomware? We don't know. But do these people have motives beyond an immediate payout, meaning industrial espionage, which is a top reason ransomware attacks are executed. Industrial espionage or sovereign espionage is listed in security publications as being known for one of the top two reasons specifically for ransomware. Let me say that again. Industrial and sovereign market espionage is known as one of the top two reasons in security circles for the use of ransomware. That's why I'm speculating here, because if it's one of the top two that we've seen before, then it's okay to speculate on whether that is the case now, potentially. I, I think that's reasonable. What about the Russian connection? Is this a sovereign attack? Was a real goal to see who's manipulating co COMEX of their trading? If I'm being really speculative here, maybe the Russians just wanted to know who was trading. And if you get that data from ION, boy, that would shed a lot of light, wouldn't it? And you could wrap it into a ransomware attack and make it look like ransomware. But maybe they also wanted to see that data. They wanted to know what was going on. Potentially, if they feel it's manipulated or if they feel the market's not trading, or maybe they want, maybe they know the commodities wars coming up that I've been talking about and they want some advanced information on the data that they can't get otherwise. Maybe the banks won't give it to them, right? You don't, this is speculation, but it could be a reason why that data. Or even if Lockbit just ransomware it to make money, wouldn't Lockbit then turn around and go to somebody in, in the Russian Federation, a trading desk or the government and say, hey, we got this data. Do you want it? We'll, we'll give it to you half price because we're getting our money because we know, you know, Ion or somebody paid that ransom. Maybe they go get money from and they spread that data somewhere else. Once you get the data, I don't care if that data gets unlocked. That data could be copied and sold multiple times. Somebody else it could be put on the dark web. There's zero, and I mean zero, chance that this information stolen does not get replicated somewhere else. Anybody with brains would understand that this data would be tremendously powerful data on what's going on in the commodities markets. Billions of dollars of trades going on in the commodities market. You cannot tell me that the person that, that took this data hasn't thought about or has not enacted or or given this data over to somebody that can use it to harm markets or to trade off of markets. Like, why wouldn't you do that? If you're going to hack the thing, obviously you don't have morals. Why would you care? I mean, that's got to be something you got to guard against. When information like this is hacked, it can actually affect markets. 
A question, two questions I have down here in red. Why are U.S. financial firms still relying on old software and updating security patches after two years? That's indeed if that was that specific VMware that came out in the security regs at the exact same time this is happening. Uh, that vulnerability, why is it still left open on ION server for two years if that, in fact, was the actual vulnerability? Uh, will we get more from ION on that? Typically, they don't report exactly what happens, although you can see it come out in the CVE later. And they may not say ION submitted this, but if it's ransomware and VMware, you can kind of put dots together at least, or at least get close. So we'll have to see what comes out in the security rags after. Uh, second question is why the hell can't the COMEX market manage the CME group, the CME group manager provide the data? Well, first of all, if you're trading on their trading platform, why does ION the only one that has the data? If the CME group is, reg is, is monitoring those trades and providing the platform, why couldn't the CME group give the data to CFTC? Why is ION even involved? Has the CME group outsourced all of their data operations to Allen and doesn't have control? And that could be maybe why they don't come out and talk about the validity of their data because they've outsourced that to someone else. Yes, there are reporting requirements for trading data, but it doesn't talk about having to report line level transactions. It's aggregated data. So maybe the CME group really has no damn clue about what's going on in their own market unless Ion provides them the information. And if Ion got hacked, how do we know that information is legitimate? How does anyone know? And these are references. I'll leave this up on screen for a moment so you can screen print it. How does anyone know that they haven't been hacked before, that any of the trading data is accurate, that any of the trading data accurate going forward is going to be accurate? We don't know. And this is a, a complete another cluster, ladies and gentlemen. This is a cluster. This, this, is not, this is not something you look at and say, oh, yeah, we can handle that. No big deal. You know, we're good here. No, I don't think so. This is this is a major issue. And and it just continues to question how the CFTC is running their show. If you remember, I had a series of, uh, a couple of months ago. We went to Silver Symposium. A gentleman called Matthew Hunter identified himself as a lead investigator over spoofing and derivative trades for the entire COMEX, not just gold, silver, but the entire COMEX. And he gave a presentation and I interviewed him in a separate uh, uh, interview at Silver Symposium. I put three videos I, I reviewed that and, and talked about that in three videos on the on the, the channel a month or so ago. Uh, and I talked about how he said the CFTC did not have the resources to regulate and or monitor the trading. He said to regulate all 1,000 products that he had to monitor uh, on the COMEX, he would need 2,000 people. He at one point had 69, and when he left two years ago, he had 12. So we know that the CFTC has issues monitoring actual trading. And if they're outsourcing the data to somebody else and they don't have control, my question is, how much control does the CFTC really have from a regulatory perspective over that market? When you start putting these things together, the fact that their ability to catch uh, illegal trades or immoral trades or trades that don't fit the rules is very, very weak, and they don't even control the trading data, and somebody's hacked it and possibly could have modified or screwed up this data and may have been fiddling in their systems before, because the typical cybersecurity breach, I'll tell you from somebody who worked in the industry for a long time and has a master's in the field, the typical breach goes on for six months to two years without anybody detecting it. So maybe uh, um, somebody had been on ION systems for the last couple of years and then and, and then they've, they've got that data and maybe that led to manipulation of the markets because that data wasn't private. And maybe China or Russia or some rogue trader has that data and they went and manipulated the markets, you know, through regular trading. It, it The cybersecurity aspect of this 
really calls into question the effective governance of the CFTC. Have they made the right choices on hiring the right third-party firms? Have they put in the proper controls, entity level and governance controls over steward stewardship of their data and of the markets? Has a CME group, do they have any insight and control into this data and the trading on their market? You know, I question all of it. I question CME group and I question CFTC. And I can do that as a citizen. I'm a citizen of these United States. We have the right to do that. I have the right to question that because everything that we pay for in the grocery store eventually comes from a price traded on this COMEX. Most everything, plastics, oil, food, hogs, you name it, either you grow it or you mine it. And most of that stuff is traded on COMEX. And if the prices that we pay every day as 350 million Americans is being manipulated through cyber attacks or lack of proper governance on our markets, we have a right as citizens to question that. And that's what I'm doing. I'm exercising my right as a citizen here to question the effective governance of these markets, of the, of the commodities markets, now that we've had both a major cybersecurity incident and an admission from an internal security professional from the CFTC that says they cannot monitor the markets. I have questions over governance of security of the trading data of our markets in the United States and all the consequences that can have to everybody that buys anything ever to support their household or their business. If you can't handle cyber, get the fuck out of the business, hire me and I'll go fix it. Okay. Cause CFTC, you're not doing a good job. Your third parties are not doing a good job. See me group. Where the hell are you? Where are all of you guys in this? You're screwing up. Stop fucking up and go fix the problem. Fix it. I'm tired of this garbage. I am tired of this garbage. I demand you fix it. I demand as a citizen that pays taxes, that pays for the infrastructure for this country, that you fix it. Fix it and stop making excuses and stop giving us garbage trading data and stop telling me you know that that data is correct. When I've demonstrated on two instances, you have zero security and zero monitoring over what goes over the trading of the commodities markets that the entire fucking world uses. Fix your shit. Fix it now. All right, that's going to do it for today, guys. I'm getting really heated here and that's enough for me. I appreciate you guys joining the program. Uh, I was going to do some sort of deals through Arc Silver. I'm not going to do that. We're not going to put any sponsorships here. I'm just, I got really irritated by this one. I'm not happy. I apologize to everybody for laying down the F-bombs and stuff. But man, as a cyber guy and a guy that watches these markets, this kind of stuff boils my blood. There is zero excuse for this kind of garbage. As a cybersecurity professional, I am qualified to say that. And I'm going to hold you to account, CFTC, CME Group and ION. I'm holding you to account as a professional with experience and as a citizen that's concerned about your ability to, to manage our markets. Get your shit together. Enough is enough. Get your shit together and do it now. Thank you, everyone. This is going to do it. Rob Keen, Skulls or Pros. Have a wonderful day. Until next time.